Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Exchange, and here's your host, John Landon. Good morning out there, everyone listening on this Wednesday, the 1st of November. I can't believe I'm saying it now. The 1st of November, headed on to Thanksgiving, then the holidays, and damn, 2024, rolling right upon us. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? That is crazy. Rolling through this year super fast. All right, and on today's show, I'm glad that you guys have joined me uh, today. No matter where you're at or no matter what you're doing here on this Wednesday, I am very appreciative that you have made the Fantasy Football Exchange and myself a part of your day. So again, we're on today's show, we're going to talk about some waiver new, the waiver recap, actually. Uh, hopefully, a lot of these players ended up with on your roster already, some that you needed Something that you just wanted just to have as a handcuff, possibly, or just to get you over the hump here in a couple of weeks with some of these buys that are rolling upon us. All right. So I'm also going to include the buys here in the episode so we can remove some of those players. I like to keep us informed. So, uh, again, that's the waiver recap to begin. And then we'll talk about the buys. All right. We'll visit some of this trade news that happened over the trade deadline. Uh, not very much that went on. All right, some news that happened here. So then we'll get into the Thursday night game stats between uh, some of these players so we can uh, either decide, compare, or remove, do whatever that we want to do to kind of slide in someone better if we have them later on in the week uh, on the Sunday or Monday slate. So um, I'm also going to throw those out there for us all. Right. And then a quick start them and sit them. That way we can see who we want to put in, who we want to take out. I also give you a score prediction. I've been pretty damn close the past couple of weeks here. Right. So I'm very excited about that portion. And then we have the favorite of my show, and that is the DraftKings Sportsbook Prop. And two-pick parlay bets that I throw out there every Thursday night game preview episode and on the Friday's um, episode for the Sunday and Monday games. All right. So I'm looking forward to giving you some of those so we can make some money around here. All right. So please join me for the rest of the show. And we'll have that at the end uh, today. All right. So let's go ahead and let's roll right into things and move along here so you can do what you need to do and we can do what we need to do around here so let's get into the waiver wire recap and that is going to be sam howe for the quarterback position i ended up with him actually in a uh, 14 teamer i'm actually happy about that because i believe that eric b is going to take over here very soon from ron rivera and i've been a fan of ron rivera don't get me wrong salute that man uh, very tough individuals had defenses that have played their asses off each and every year. Okay, but there's just a point in time where the team has stopped listening to their commander. All right, and I think that is exactly what's going on here. And of course, they had a fire sale over the trade deadline. As I mentioned, we'll visit that here in this show. 
But again, I believe that Eric Bieniemy will be removing Ron Rivera here very soon from his duties and taking over here for the offense, which is nothing but a great situation for players such as McLaurin, Dotson, all right, Brian Robinson. Those type of players uh, will only benefit, and Sam Howe will be one of those players. So I'm happy I scooped him up overnight. All right, and on to number two on that list uh, was Will Levis. Of course, we know Will Levis will be playing in this Thursday night's game between the Pittsburgh Steelers. He looked pretty damn good. Of course, that is his first outing, and they didn't have much tape to go on as a defensive uh, unit. All right, and that's usually the case around uh, the league. When they don't have much tape on you, you look great the first couple of weeks. Once they catch on to you, that's when things fall apart. So I'm hoping that Will Levis can keep things going because that's only great news for DeAndre Hopkins owners, which we all know out here has been disappointing. Uh, uh, actually, this year for DeAndre Hopkins owner only except for last weekend, but the rest of the year has been no good. So hopefully Will Levis brings a little bit of relief to a lot of you out there who own DeAndre Hopkins and a number of the other players on this offense. And then there was Taysom Badgett for the Chicago Bears, who didn't wow us over the weekend playing the Chargers, but that was to be expected, actually. All right, but I did expect some garbage time, which did not occur. But either way, I expect Tyson Badgett to get a little better as he goes along here. He does release the ball in a, in a timely manner, that two to three second drop that you need to get rid of the ball. He does that. Then you had the deeper format, the 14 and plus. I like to include two of those for each and every one of you out there who are in those deep leagues, such as myself. All right, Bryce Young would top that list here, only getting better with his weapons, such as Adam Thielen, who is the old reliable in the middle of the field and has done just that with Bryce Young over the weeks. Then Geno Smith. Only as a buy, fill-in, or an injury-riddled quarterback situation. Not very confident in Geno Smith this year as I was last year. But a great pickup just to fill in the blanks there or to get you into a, a super flex uh, weak situation. Then there was the running backs. Uh, we had Chuba Hubbard to top the list this week. If you've been watching, Chuba Hubbard has been slowly taking a few touches from Miles Sanders here in the backfield. So they like to use him there by the goal line as well. So number one was on my list was Chuba Hubbard. Then you had Zach Charbonnet, who's looking great in that backfield. A great handcuff, by the way, as well. Not mad at you if you just went out overnight. Didn't need no type of players to get you over the hump this week or in or in the future that you see so if you went out and had a Zach Charbonnet just to sit on the bench in case of an injury to a Kenneth Walker couldn't be mad at you this morning about that that was a great solid pickup there then number three Amari Dermacato uh, been looking solid getting a lot of you a lot of points out there but um, he was number three on my list because I see James Conner coming back here pretty soon so uh, get him use him while you can uh, so number three on my list was him then in the deeper leagues, there was Royce Freeman going against Daryl Henderson uh, competing there. So in a deeper format, not mad if you had to use a Royce Freeman this morning to pick up uh, on the waivers. 
Then Leonard Fournette, who knew we were going to go out and talk about a Leonard Fournette? I uh, thought he was done for in the league, to be honest with you. Uh, but that is not the case here. And he was scooped up by a high-powered offense in the Buffalo Bills. So uh, I think they're phasing out slowly here. Latavius Murray, who will fall into a number three role here as the season goes along and move up Leonard Fournette as the handcuff to James Cook. So that would be smooth if he's entered into the mix here because he's got the big frame there in the goal line. So that will also hinder some of the Josh Allen usage, I believe, uh, to uh, slow down the wear and tear there on his own body. All right, so let's move on over to the pass catchers this morning in the waiver section. And that was Tyler Boyd uh, as my number one uh, grab here. Uh, looking solid here with uh, Joe Burrow as it goes along. And so he's only going to help this offense if he can continue uh, to be uh, stable in the pass catching position. And then there was Brandon Cooks, number two for them boys. All right. So I like I like to have a piece of this Cowboys offense. I believe that uh, they utilize a lot a lot of these pieces here. So Brandon Cooks, uh, really good pickup out there this morning. And so after analyzing overnight, I wouldn't even be mad if you slid in this number three pick as your number two or possibly your number one uh, waiver grab in the pass catching side. That was Gabe Davis. Um, believe it or not, I think they're using it more and more as the weeks go along to help out Stefan Diggs uh, on the other side here. So uh, number three on my list was Gabe Davis overnight. In the deeper format on the same offense, Khalil Shakur uh, looked great there. And that is that is fine in a deeper league format. So, again, in a 14 plus in a Buffalo Bills offense, Khalil Shakur would be my number four pick. And then there was Curtis Samuel. Of course, he's dealing with his own injury. But again, as mentioned, uh, like I did with Sam Howe in the quarterback uh, portion here in the waivers. I only think that as long as Eric Bieniemy stays in the role and does end up as the interim as as the season goes along, that's only going to help Curtis Samuel and a lot of these pass catchers on this offense. So uh, if you went out and grabbed you a Curtis Samuel just to hold on the bench for a couple of weeks, that is just fine this week. Okay, so for the tight ends, uh, there is very few far in between when it comes to this position. So unless you got you a Travis Kelsey, a Mark Andrews, a George Kittle, and a TJ Hawkinson, then you're scrambling around from week to week, such as myself. I am doing in a number of leagues. Okay, so uh, number one was Trey McBride from the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, we know Zach Ertz has gone on the IR. And then once Kyler Murray comes back into this offense, it's only going to help out Trey McBride in the future. So number one was Trey McBride on my list. Number two, Jake Ferguson, another piece of this Cowboys offense. I've had this man on a higher list in the previous weeks. Um, of course, you can make him your number one here, and that would be just fine. Um, and so uh, number two here is going to be Jake Ferguson. 
Number three, going with another piece of the Washington Commanders. A lot of garbage time coming up here as the season goes along. Of course, they had the fire sale over the trade deadline, as mentioned. So Logan Thomas will be my number three tight end to target here. Then we got the deeper side, and that was Taysom Hill. I am not a, a fan whatsoever of Taysom Hill in New Orleans. Uh, every time I see him on the field, to be honest with you, I uh, I know he's coming to steal uh, passes, to steal runs from either Derek Carr or Alvin Kamara, which only I know pisses off a lot of you owners out there of the Alvin Kamara uh, goal line situations or the Derek Carr situations where uh, Taysom Hill may throw in that touchdown <laughs> or run in from three yards that run in score where maybe Derek Carr could have did. So I know that might aggravate a lot of you out there. So that's why there's no issues here when you go out and pick you up a Taysom Hill in a deeper format because uh, he does bring points to the fantasy rosters and that is what we're looking for everywhere um, in this game. So uh, number four on my list would be Taysom Hill. And then the last on that list is going to be Donald Parham Jr. for the Chargers. Would have been higher on the rankings if Gerald Everett remained out. But that is not the case going forward. Gerald Everett will be making his return and be another piece here on this Chargers offense to feed. So um, that is why Donald Parham is farther down in this rankings in a deeper format instead of a 10 to 12. But again, if Gerald Everett was to remain out, then he would be up there in the 10 to 12s. But at the current moment, I have him in this league size. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up the waiver recaps for this week nine hopefully a lot of these players ended up on your roster um, and going to help you going forward this week and hopefully in week 10 as well let's dive into some of this trade news that happened over this trade deadline not much happening here like i mentioned during the waiver section uh, the commanders were big sellers here um Got rid of a lot of their players. And speaking of one of those was Montez Sweat, all right, for the Chicago Bears. Now, if you hear the horn sounding, that is a good and a bad thing for us out here in Chicago because that is somewhat of a rental for the season. And that is a high price rental if you dig into the trade package here because that is a second round pick. And of course, if it was a middle or late second round pick, that would be just fine. But not in this case, ladies and gentlemen, that is a high pick in the second round because we're going to have a high pick in the first round. So, of course, the second round pick is going to be a high one, and that is a high one for Montez Sweat, which is a great player on his own, six and a half sacks in the in these eight games for the season. He's going to provide us with a top pass rusher, but that's only for the rest of the season because we still need to find a way to sign this man for free agency going forward. And if the Bears do not succeed on this front, Ryan Poles will have to answer a lot of questions 
going forward in Chicago, okay? Because that pick will be valuable in this piece of the franchise. So let's hope Montez Sweat does stick it out here for the Chicago Bears going forward in the 2023 to the 2024 and the 2025 season, ladies and gentlemen, all right? So moving forward here with the trades, uh, that was Josh Dobbs to the Minnesota Vikings, a rival of my Chicago Bears, all right? I'm not happy about that this morning, but hey, you know what? Uh, they do need someone out there uh, to carry their offense, and that is what they went out and did, uh, grabbing Josh Dobbs, which is only, in my opinion, going to be a upgrade. That is correct, an upgrade for Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson's fantasy value um, here going forward. Um, so let's look out for that and see if Josh Dobbs can actually bring these two players' value up from here. All right, so... Um, we obviously know about Chase Young being traded to the San Francisco 49ers. And damn it, man, does that not make that defense a whole lot stronger here this season? That's right. That is money in Kyle Shanahan's defensive bank. Okay, because on one side you have Nick Bosa, okay, the reigning defensive player of the year. May I remind you? And then you have on the other side going to insert a former number one or a first round pick here from the commanders, uh, Chase Young. That is going to be a nightmare going forward for a lot of quarterbacks that like to stand in the pocket. All right. So um, that is going to be something to monitor here with this defense. So if you are if you were a 49ers defensive owner this morning. Uh, I am sure you are applauding this move from the 49ers um, uh, <laughs> to bolster that defense going forward. Okay, and then we had Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones, DPJ, uh, from the Cleveland Browns, traded to the Lions. Um, that is a bad sign, all right, for Jamison Williams' owners. Um and a bad sign for himself. Um, I'm not sure why they've uh, held this man back all season. We all thought as a promising rookie, he would take this team to another level. Um, so, But that seems like they need a Donovan Peoples-Jones, a big body receiver to come in and help out Jared Goff here. So um, they went out and got him from the Browns yesterday. And then another rival of ours here in the NFC North would be the Green Bay Packers. And they were sellers yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. They actually sold a strong piece of their defense. Uh, the cornerback situation here, Rasul Douglas, was traded to the Buffalo Bills, which is going to help that Buffalo Bills side of the ball. All right, so they were already damn strong on the offensive side and now only made themselves even stronger here going forward for the Buffalo Bills defense. And now the most important part of the day was waking up this morning and seeing a firing for the Las Vegas Raiders, something that has been coming along that needed to happen a few weeks back, right? This is the second time 
this man has been fired in the NFL and probably will be his last because he is horrible when it comes to coaching. I despise watching him on the sidelines. So goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Josh McDaniels. And we are not mad at that this morning because if you own Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, a Hunter Renfro, Right, some of these players are going to get some boosts here because Antonio Pierce is coming in as the interim. And if you know Antonio Pierce's history as a New York Giant, this man will hit. All right. He had no issues with hitting the defenders on the other side of the ball. All right. And that is going to translate into the locker room. It's going to bring a little bit of fire. Right. That's going to bring a little bit of swag along with that. All right, so let's not let's not uh, count out the fire that that's going to bring to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders um, here going forward. Okay, all right, that's going to go ahead and wrap up the portion of the trade news over the trade deadline. All right, and so let's go ahead and let's hop into some of this Thursday night stat action. That way we can compare some of these players that. Uh, we either trust to put out there uh, going into this contest or we possibly have someone we can rotate out, remove these players from the Thursday night slate and slide in someone from the Sunday and possibly the Monday games. All right. So bear with me here. Let's throw out some stats. I uh, got a few of them, especially in the wide receiver side. So uh, let's kick that off here on this Wednesday. Let's go ahead and let's roll with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett. Of course, you all heard that he's going to go ahead and give it a go. And I don't know how much I feel that that is a good thing for the offense, um, for the pass catchers. So, uh, But we'll get into that here shortly on the stardom and sit portion. But again, uh, Kenny Pickett's tossed the ball out there 200 times on the season. He's completed 122 of those for 1,300 yards. Five TDs, four INTs, been sacked 17 times, rushed the ball 25 for only 22 yards, which is not very good, of course. For one TD on the ground for only 100 points in your uh, fantasy leagues. Of course, I go off of a half-point system on this show. A lot of you out there are probably either in a one-point full format or maybe you're in a standard league with a slow scoring uh, situation. But either way, I go in a half format to keep it in between. And again, a lot of my leagues are in that. Uh, makes it exciting. So he's only gotten you 100 points on the year if you had to roll with a Kenny Pickett. And then we got the other side of the ball here. Uh, Will Levis has tossed the ball 29 times only. Again, remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this player here has just come into the fold, so he's not going to have a lot of stats to go on, which is uh, a good thing and a bad thing. Of course, we want more experience. We want to see more numbers here, but everyone's got to start from somewhere, and he has thrown it 29 of 19 for only 238. And again, this is just coming into the fold here, which is very well because he's thrown four TDs. And as you just heard me mention, Kenny Pickett has had the full season under his belt and has thrown five touchdowns on the season, all right? So this man here, Will Levis, has already thrown four on the season, 
has no INTs, been sacked two times only, rushed the ball seven times for 11 yards, and has gotten you 42 on your roster. So Will Levis could be something here to carry you into the rest of the season, ladies and gentlemen, because those are pretty good stats just for uh, the beginning of his career. We're going to move it on over to the backfields of both of these teams. Right. And of course, we're going to just continue rolling with this team, the Pittsburgh Steelers here to kick it off. And we got Jalen Warren uh, has touched the ball 45 times for 175 yards for a TD, 26 receptions uh, caught out of 32 uh, for the 140. uh, I'm sorry, for 184 yards, no touchdowns uh, through the air for 90 points on your roster. Not very solid for a running back, but again, he is the number two here in the Steelers' backfield for the uh, time being, and I say for the time being because I believe he will overtake Najee Harris by the end of the year or, of course, next year, uh, 2024. And talking about Najee, Najee Harris here, he's touched the ball 84 times for 313, does have a score here, targeted 17, caught 13 of those for 94 yards for 102 on your squad. And I don't know how confident you are or how happy you are about that, but I do have a few buddies that I've gone against who actually have had Najee Harris benched for the game that we've gone against each other. So, uh, I do know that people have lost some confidence in Najee Harris on my side here. Now, how do you feel about that out there uh, to my listeners uh, this morning? And then we got Derrick Henry for the Tennessee Titans. Of course, if you listened to my show yesterday, were those uh, uniforms that they were not trotting out there, the throwback Houston Oilers uniforms, not some fire yet? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was those jerseys wear those every week because look how you came out there and you just threw the ball around got those touchdowns you needed okay maybe you need to throw those uh throwback jerseys on just one more time for us viewers out here because those were some nice looking uh jerseys uh for the uh tennessee titans and again derrick henry has touched the ball 120 times for 526 does have three TDs on the season. Targeted 17 for 15 for 138 yards for 167 on the rosters around the world here. Ladies and gentlemen, that is great for you owners out there. He is doing what he does still, and they still are involving this man as well, who I see bigger things as the season goes along and that is Ty J Spears touched the ball 34 times for a 198 one touchdown targeted 24 for 18 120 yards does have 78 on the year and that is great news for this man that is coming along as well in the Tennessee backfield All right, let's go ahead and let's slide it on over to the pass catchers for both of these teams. And that is going to bring me on over to George Pickens for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Has been targeted 53 times on the season. Has caught 28 of those for 522. Three touchdowns. One attempt as a rush for 16 yards. 
for 107 on the year. Hey, that is great wide receiver. Two numbers here for George Pickens, owners this morning. All right, and then we got Deontay Johnson. Of course, uh, he is coming back from an injury here uh, previously. Has been targeted 26 times for 16 of those caught. 212 yards, no touchdowns on the season. Uh, no rushes as well for only 37 on your squad. And I know that that is not what we're looking for when we drafted Deontay Johnson this year. So hopefully he picks it up as the year goes along here. And then we got Calvin Austin the third uh, has come along here, targeted 24 for 14 for a buck 62. Does have the TD, five rushes in the backfield for 14 yards, and does have 48 on your rosters. Okay, so that is good out there for deep formats in a 14, 16, and beyond. So Calvin Austin the third has been doing a little work here in pittsburgh this year and then we got Allen robinson the third not sure how many of you out there are rostering this man anymore uh did have his time in the nfl great hands did run great routes but uh that has been not the case the past two to three years for Allen robinson the third so he has been targeted 28 times 18 of those have been caught for a buck 40 144 i'm sorry uh no touchdowns has not rushed the ball only 32 for the year. All right, on the other side for the Tennessee side, we got DeAndre Hopkins has been targeted 53 on the season, has caught 31 of those for 504, three touchdowns which you know those came all last week. So, the does have the three TDs on the season, no rushes in the backfield for a 105 on the year. So great. To come along here slowly as the season's gone along. So hopefully DeAndre Hopkins owners out there are excited for Will Levis and see where he can take uh, a player such as DeAndre Hopkins uh, here going forward. All right, then we have Nick Westbrook Akeen, and that man has been targeted 25 for 17 for 201. Does have three touchdowns, no rushes in the backfield for 55 on your roster so that is another player in a deeper format more of a 14 and beyond uh, but still doing all right here in the tennessee side then we got chris moore nine for five for 140 yards no touchdowns no rushes for 20 uh on your team so i'm sure he's still out there in the waiver circles keep him out there please and as well as Traylon burks you expected more from this rookie uh, dealing with his own injuries, just dealing with the offense in general here. Targeted only 15 on the year for six of those caught. Not even 100 yards. He's got 99 on the year for no touchdowns. Only a rush for nine yards for 17 only this year. So big disappointment for Traylon Burks uh, in this offense as well. And then we got the tight ends for both of these teams. We got uh pat fryermuth of course is just coming back himself been targeted 13 for 8 for 53 yards does have two touchdowns no rushes for 26 on the year then we got connor hayward uh as well here 19 for 12 89 yards no touchdowns has rushed the ball once no yardage out of that for 21 on the roster so i'm sure he is sitting in the waiver circles as well keep them there ladies and gentlemen 
And then we got Chigwizi Ozuma. Hopefully I said that correctly. That is a hard name to pronounce. Excuse me out there if I mis mispronounce that name. Again, that was Chigwizi Ozuma. Uh, has been targeted 32 for 21 for a buck. 45, no touchdowns, has rushed the ball once for 40 yards, 36 to carry you into the year. That is semi-decent, not very good either way, but that is semi-decent if you're in a in a deeper, desperate situation. Hopefully you were not there this week, so uh, stick around while when I come through with the stardom and sit them and discuss these players here in just a moment. Then there was Josh White, also for the Tennessee Titans, has been targeted four, caught all four of those for 44 yards, does have a touchdown, no rushes in the backfield for 14 points on the year. Okay. We're going to go ahead and we're going to get through on to the stardom and to the sit portion of the show. We're going to keep this show just trotting along here. I got the, the stardom and sit and the score predictor here. So let's just go ahead and dive right into that. All right, so we got the Tennessee Titans, ladies and gentlemen, Visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers there in Pittsburgh on the Thursday night game. 7.15 Central Time, 8.15 Eastern Time kickoff. All right, with no further ado, let's go ahead and let's get into the Tennessee uh, stardom side. All right, and again, if you just joined this show, um, there is a sound bite that comes along with the stardom, and that is this sound here. Okay, and there is a sit that comes along as well. So that will go like that. So we're going to go ahead and keep this going here. Um, and now you know what those mean when you hear them. So for the Tennessee stardom side, this is a buy or a injury fill-in or a 12 to 14 league size here when it comes to this quarterback. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to roll with that. Uh, name being Will Levis for the Tennessee Titans. Let's see if he can keep on building upon this momentum, and then we'll slide him back into the rankings in a 10 and 12 from here on out. But right now, that is a 12 to 14 or a injury fill-in for this week. And of course, we got King Henry in the backfield, stiffing them boys for that yardage. So, I don't need to tell you, but if you need someone to tell you, I'll go ahead and tell you anyways. You need to go ahead and start you a Derrick Henry. That would bring me on to DeAndre Hopkins. I previously would tell you to sit this man because he's been nothing but a disappointment here. But that has not been the case here in the past week. So let's hope he builds upon that. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to start DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, and that's going to take me on to Chigwe Azuma. That is a more of a uh, 12 to 14 decision here when it comes to this tight end. Uh, but I believe that Will Levis is going to be in a little bit of trouble here with uh, Watt on, on some of the pressures. So he's going to have to look on over here and look at his tight end. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with him in a deeper format. All right, so let's go ahead and let's visit that Tennessee sit side, of course, here. And uh, we can't put everybody out here on the field. We got to have a little bit of 
of uh, conviction about our picks. And that is going to bring me to this sit And that is Tajay Spears, ladies and gentlemen, for the Tennessee side. <laughs> and then we got uh, Traylon Burks and Josh White, two pass catchers here who have uh, either been a disappointment such as Burks or just a deeper dart throw here, which I am not willing to take a pick here in Josh White as the tight end. So I'm going to go ahead and sit both of these guys here. All right, let's hop this on over to the Pittsburgh Steelers stardom here. And that's going to bring me on over to Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Both of these players here in the backfield, I feel they're going to get the work in and kind of relieve some of that issue, uh, injury issue that uh, Kenny Pickett is having. So let's go ahead and throw both of these men into the backfield here. That brings me on to George Pickens, who has been picking up his game as of late, the big body receiver here in Pittsburgh. And let's go ahead and throw him into our lineup. All right, then that's going to bring me to Calvin Austin the third. That is a deeper situation, a 12 to 14, and that is going to also be the same case with Deontay Johnson, of course, but coming back from his injury, not a lot of trust in him in a lower format, but when it comes to a deeper situation, a 12 to 14 and beyond, no problems with Calvin Austin the third and Deontay Johnson when it when you when you're going to need this uh the this score to pick up, these two gentlemen are going to be needed heavily to take some of the pressure off of George Pickens. So let's put him in the lineup uh, for this Thursday night. Of course, this is going to take me on over to the sit portion for Pittsburgh. And that's going to take me on over to the quarterback, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. And that is only due because uh, he is injured. Now, how long he gives it into this game, I am not sure about that. So I don't want to put my full trust into a player on a Thursday night game where the games have not been too impressive. Also, by the way, I'd rather have something to look forward to on this Sunday. And I, if I'm going to put a quarterback in, it definitely is not going to be a Kenny Pickett. So I'm going to go ahead and sit this man. All right, that's going to take me to Allen Robinson, the third, not the same man that he used to be. So I'm going to go ahead and sit him as well as let's go ahead and let's do this and get this out of the way. Allen Robinson, third, Pat Fryermuth and Connor Hayward. I'm going to go ahead and sit all three of these gentlemen when it comes to catching the ball from Kenny Pickett uh, due to his health. So I'm going to sit all three of these guys. Okay, that's going to take me on over to the score prediction, something I have involved here for the past three weeks. and It's been pretty successful. If you've been paying attention, I've been off by no more than seven points, give or take. And that, if you are involved in sportsbook betting out there, you know that goes a long way coming close to a score prediction prop bet. And hopefully you have listened to me and it has helped you uh, to get carried along here to a bet uh, win or something close in the vicinity. So again, I'm going to go ahead and give you the score prediction between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. And that is going to be, ladies and gentlemen, uh, going to be uh, Pittsburgh Steelers 17 and Tennessee Titans 23. Yes, that is correct. I believe Will Levis will come through and get you the win. 
And of course, I, like I mentioned, I, I picked this score because I believe Kenny Pickett is dealing with that injury. And at any given moment, uh, the wrong type of hit may land incorrectly and be taken out of the game. So that is why I am going on this side of the, the score or else if it was a bit more confident here, I might take it Pittsburgh on the other side. So uh, hopefully you enjoy that game this Thursday, and it's a lot higher than I predicted. But if you are making a bet out there, let's hope it does stay in this vicinity. Am I right, uh, ladies and gentlemen out there? Okay, so and this is going to bring me, speaking of uh, sports book betting out here, that is going to go ahead and take me into uh, the DraftKings portion of the show, a very exciting portion of the show. May I remind you out there? So, uh, with no further ado, let's go ahead and get into the DraftKings single prop bets and the two pick parlay for the Thursday night pickums. <laughs> All right, so let's hope we get a little rich out of some of these picks that I'm going to throw out there for this Thursday night's game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. All right, so let's go ahead and go with the first prop uh, pick bet out here, and that is going to bring me on to the uh, Tennessee Titans side of things, and that's going to be Will Levis over one and a half touchdowns thrown. All right. And I believe that is going to occur. I just I just see it happening. It seems too good to be true. And I think that this too good to be true will pay off on this Thursday night. And so I'm seeing Will Levis throw at least two plus touchdowns here for a plus 195 um, to kick off the night. And again, that $5, ladies and gentlemen, pays out. $14.75. So, if you know anything about us here at the Fantasy Football Exchange, we love to get the bag any way we can. We love to double the money. We love to triple the money. And hey, $14.75, we just that much closer. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and take that bet for this Thursday night football contest. All right. Second player on my list, and that's going to go on the other side here for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's going to be a Jalen Warren anytime TD. Also, a plus 195 they're throwing out there um, for the bet, and that is a $5 pays out as well for $14.75. So that is great payouts for both of these prop bets for this Thursday night's game. All right, let's go ahead and let's go over to the two-pick parlay side. Again, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain this for you. Uh, two picks that I give out, we combine them together. Now, this is just a two-pick parlay I give you. I can throw you out a three-pick up to a 12-pick parlay here. But we're going to go ahead and go with a two-pick parlay here on this Thursday night game. Uh, something that we see happening or occurring here. So I'm going to go ahead with the Tennessee uh, Titans money line, and they have it at a plus 124 at the moment. I will take that dealing with a Kenny Pickett injury on top of that. Yes, let's take that bet. As well as speaking of Kenny Pickett, 
not so confident in him this week, uh, throwing the yardage that they're asking for. And they're asking for 225 and under. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and go with that at a minus 125 uh, this week. All right. And so that's going to leave me with the uh, payout, which is $5 is going to go ahead and pay us out $19.30, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Yes. Like I mentioned earlier, if, as long as we can triple or as long as we can uh, double our money, we are going to take that each and every time around here at the Fantasy Football Exchange. All right. So, again, that $5 pays out $19.30 for that two-pick parlay this Thursday night. All right. And I appreciate, once again, everyone Everyone out there who's tuning in to the Fantasy Football Exchange, um, to your boy each and every week, um, giving you this advice, throwing out a couple of bets on top of it to get us paid. Am I right? So, again, I appreciate you making us a part of your day, a part of your evening, a part of your morning, whatever the case may be. I appreciate that. And continue doing just that. And let's build these winning championship rosters together. And let's continue cashing out on these bets week after week. All right. And I'm going to go ahead and leave you with those uh, thoughts on this Wednesday, the 1st of November. Please enjoy the family time coming up on these holidays uh, for the Thanksgiving and Christmas seasons. And, of course, we're going to always have football to rely on here um, to spend those quality moments with each other. So, again, enjoy this Wednesday, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to leave you there. And I am out. Welcome to Chicago, DJ Moore, 62 yards. Southern Smoke. Made the trade for this player of Carolina.